0: In the name of one God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, good, chilly morning to all of you. Thought I would start us out this morning by saying uh, Ashley and I had a good laugh at a meme and a season-appropriate meme last night on social media. If you don't know what a meme is, someone else can tell you. But this meme was very appropriate to the season, as it said, "The countdown today to it's the 24 hours until the men go rush out and buy last-minute Christmas presents." under the tree on the 25th and it just that is the time of season that we are in and that's my question to you this morning are you prepared for tomorrow for the 25th and everything that comes after do you feel prepared here we are the fourth Sunday of Advent, the final candle is almost ready to be lit as the Christmas season is upon us tomorrow night and Tuesday morning. And as we you go and prepare uh, everything that you are preparing for, for your gatherings, all the food preparations, how you'll get there, getting the kids dressed if you have to do that, and just... Everything, the, the big uh anxiety and frustration that can come with just getting ready and prepared to get to those moments of joy. And you hope they are joyous occasions. Advent is a time like that for us liturgically and in our worship and study. It is a season of preparation that is drawing to an end to tell us the hope of the Christmas season is here. And that it remains and if you heard in our gospel text that Joe read this morning you get a sense of a deep found joy which comes from uh, the gospel text this morning and I want that to be our final work our final preparation that we get ready for in our hearts minds bodies and souls as we will be together tomorrow night And on Tuesday morning, let the joy of the preparation of the Advent season take you into the Christmas season as we are at the turn of the liturgical seasons. And if you little context of our gospel this morning, that actual song that Bob and the band played and sung is called the Magnificat. And it is actually, it comes right after the gospel that we had today. So you actually had a longer gospel piece, but that is the song of Mary. And it exudes great joy. Magnificat, the title, comes from the opening line that says, My soul magnifies the Lord. This is the words of Mary, as she has found out from the angel Gabriel that she will carry Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he will be born and those are her words of great joy my soul magnifies the Lord and rejoices in my Lord and Savior and as what you heard Joe read joy is a great theme of the three main characters that we have we have Mary we have Elizabeth And we have John the Baptist as he is in utero, in Elizabeth's stomach, in her womb at six months of pregnancy. What I want to do with the rest of our sermon time, the main point this morning, is that our joy, the source of our joy, is Jesus Christ. And I want our gospel text to inform three ways that that main point happens. A first point being that God meets us in our sorrow and suffering with joy. The second, sometimes we can misplace our joy. And the third and final point point being that Jesus Christ is our great source of joy. So let's look at the characters of our gospel text this morning as we dive into that first point that sometimes God meets us in our sorrow with joy we have elizabeth if you know elizabeth a little bit of elizabeth's backstory she is the wife of the priest zachariah and she was visited by the same angel gabriel who also told mary that she would be carrying our lord and savior jesus which we will celebrate in the days to come at christmas gabriel also came to elizabeth and said you will bear a child and that child would be john the baptist now you have to elizabeth grew up and as a young woman she probably had all the aspiring just hope that she would marry the priest zachariah and that she would be a mother that would one day raise children But as we know in her story, that is not how her story would unfold, that she would find out after some years of trying that she would be barren and supposed to not have children. And by the time the angel comes to her and says, you will, you will bear a child, John the Baptist, she is very old and should not be able to conceive a child with the maturity of how many years that she has. So she has lived in this long, you know, with the hope of getting married and thinking, one day I'll have a child of my own and everything will be just hunky-dory. And yet with the hope of each year that would pass and each time pregnancy not happening, she had to come to the disappointment and realization that for a time it looked like children would just not be a part of her and Zachariah's future. And in the day and age and the culture in which she lived, not being able to produce children was actually seen as shame. And the families had to walk, especially the women Women in that shame, in that day and age. And for Elizabeth, there's not much joy there, so it seems. And she, there is a twofer for her. Consider the people and the age and the time in which she comes from. Jerusalem was in shambles at the time we have this reading in the New Testament and in the Gospel They were the group that had the promised land in their hands and lost the promised land. And the only hope that was left was in the foretelling of a future Messiah to come. And they waited and waited for that Messiah to come and restore them to their rightful place as the people of God. This is the day-to-day walk that Elizabeth was in, not being able to conceive a child the disappointment of that not happening in her life and and just being a person living in jerusalem at that time does not sound like much joy does it but remember that first point that god meets our sadness with great joy being our very source of joy As the story unfolds in the gospel this morning, Mary has conceived. What Gabriel said was going to happen, Jesus is now in her womb awaiting his coming into the earth, being born as the child. And here, Elizabeth is in the joy of having John the Baptist at six months old in hers. And Only the Holy Spirit and being in the presence of God could bring as it's a three to five day voyage or travel up into the mountains for Mary to go to the house of Elizabeth. And as she walks into Elizabeth's living room, did you hear how she greets Mary with with Mary, John in her womb and Elizabeth being the very three first people to experience Emmanuel? God with us as Jesus has walked in the door in Mary's womb. Elizabeth says, Blessed be you, Mary, of all women, and blessed be the fruit that is in your womb. In the presence of Christ, the foretelling of what the angel said, what happened did happen, and you experience the great joy. Elizabeth, those things that would have her disappointed in her life and the suffering her people had gone through was met in a time of great joy inspired by the Holy Spirit with Christ being there with those words. She cries out, Blessed are you, Mary, and blessed is the fruit within your womb. Only in the presence of Christ is that kind of joy found in the midst of sadness and suffering. That brings us to our second point. When you look, as I know all of you are sitting there at different points as we're getting ready for Christmas. Some of you may look in the rearview mirror of your life and say, I know that similar joy that Elizabeth is crying out in our gospel text this morning. When you look at your 2018, maybe the Holy Spirit, the presence of Christ brought you that similar joy. Maybe you have conquered addiction this year. Maybe you have rekindled broken relationships. Maybe you have experienced that joy. But you also may be sitting there and saying, I wish I have had that joy that Elizabeth had this year because I haven't felt it. I have gone through a 2018, which I I can't wait over the next few days as the new year comes in. I'm just happy I've survived it. If you had that kind of 2018 and you sit here, that was our second point, is that sometimes our joy can be misplaced. I want to look at John the Baptist as a biblical foundation of how that can happen. Over the last two weeks, Joe preached of how John, as a grown-up person, was a prophet that would point to the coming of Christ. The lectionary mixes mixes it up a little bit in how it happens, but it is all for a reason of the Advent season heading into Christmas. We heard two weeks ago John the Baptist coming on the scene and saying, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make the paths straight for his arrival and last week we had the famous brood of vipers where joe had a great sermon about our snakiness in the time of preparing for the coming of christ and what the incarnation of christmas means for all of us but here with john being a baby as we have the gospel text this morning as mary and the presence of Christ comes through the door of Elizabeth's home, we hear that John the Baptist was leaping with joy in the womb of his mother, Elizabeth. And as we go down the line and John grows into his ministry, I find something very ironic in the seventh chapter of the Gospel of John. This John the Baptist, this great prophet that was chosen to point to the one as we heard in his own words last week, one is coming that I cannot even untie the throng of his sandal, one so much greater than I. This same John the Baptist that baptized Jesus and heard the very words, behold the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. There was this moment in in John the Baptist's entire life of his ministry where he was in prison. And he would actually be so downtrodden about that that he would send messengers to Jesus questioning, are you actually this Messiah that was promised? John the Baptist actually reached a moment of frustration and feeling lost, sending messengers to Jesus. Are you the one, this Messiah that would write Fully return us as the Jewish people to our place. I hope you hear that and find encouragement within. Because if you sit there, in 2018 or even longer has been that season that you are just trying to survive, just trying to get past. Look at John the Baptist. Sometimes, are expectations of God. He had an expectation of God that didn't happen the way that he thought it would happen, and it led him to send those messengers asking the question, "Are you actually the Messiah, or not?" Do you find yourself in a similar place? I don't know about you, but I have become a fan of Amazon and shopping for presents online. But sometimes it has its problems as well as when you have to rely on online reviews for what that present is. And I had a little chuckle the other day as looking through some stories of things. When a family was buying, uh, a dad brought a two-person tent. And then after he received that gift in the mail and tried it, he wrote a scathing review that said, Neither was it user-friendly, as it took me three hours to set up, but my family of four could not fit inside. <laughs> what were you expecting? In the description, two-person tent, my family of four could not fit inside. Sometimes our expectations get in the way. And sometimes our expectations can lead us to not experiencing God as it w- we expect him to act in one way and sometimes it comes in a very different form and fashion. Sometimes we can misplace our joy. Leading us to the third and final point is that our true source, the true source of our joy as followers of Christ is Jesus. We're brought to the last line of the gospel that Joe read to us this morning, which uses the word blessed. And it doesn't say joy, but much joy is connoted in blessed. You have to go back to Matthew 5 and the language that Jesus used saying blessing. As he preached the Sermon on the Mount, he would say, blessed are the poor, blessed are the meek, Blessed are those that are hungry for they. A lot of New Testament scholars agree that a common definition of Jesus using the New Testament form of blessed is joy. A definitive joy that comes with living into the kingdom of God. This is the hope of the Advent season and of Christmas, which is upon us tomorrow night and the day after. The incarnation, the hope of this baby being born, it is really, there's no mistaking why Christmas and Easter are the pinnacle seasons of our liturgical worship year. For if Christ wasn't born in the lowly way that he was born, if God had not come in that way, as Emmanuel, God with us, He would then live his life to die a death for all of our sins and to rise again so that we may all be free. And that is the reason we have this joy and this hope that we have been preparing for. I hope you hear that. And whether you sit there in a a spot of great blessing and enjoying the season, enjoying your 2018 and looking for the future or if 2018 you're just trying to look for hope, may the joy of the coming of Christ and the incarnation and what that means for all of us, may the gift of God's grace find you as we say goodbye to this Advent season and we await the joy of Christmas. A little early, but Merry Christmas to you all. Amen.